Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 343. This is your guide to the geek side, and I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by my constant companion and also a palindrome, Charlie Carden. Charlie Carden is a palindrome? I'm going to have to break that down. Hold on. Let me think about it. I just Close enough. Oh, You've got C's. Ooh, C's. C, C to the three to the three. Three C's. It's forward and backwards. It's all three C's. That's, that's your, there's your palindrome. Very good. How are you doing, everybody? Welcome to, welcome to our Sunday. Recording. Yes. Sunday recording. Sunday recording. It's, it's, it's like easy like Sunday morning. It's Sunday afternoon. We both have coffee poured, so we're trying to, you know, add some excitement into this episode. But uh, it really is. I think this is going to be the last hot day of summer. Uh, tomorrow is fall, so it's kind of like we're right on pace to really start the season of spookiness, all the fun. Changing of the sheets. Yeah, the forecast here locally looks like it's going to tilt in the what I consider the. I love fall, so it's tilting in what I consider the correct direction. Because it's been a long hot summer. Damn. Just oh like, yeah, super hot. Yeah, today it's fall, like spring's summer's ending, and like it's eighty-eight degrees, and it goes to seventy tomorrow, which is, makes yeah. no sense. But you know what? It is what it is. Um, yeah, and uh, I believe Red Tornado visited me on Saturday night. Or was it <laughs> right. Friday night, maybe? And uh, you know, I just want to say, a weather control villains, guys, behave. I lost part of my tree in the front yard. Just be cool. The weather, the world does not need any more weather-powered villains or the weather dominators. Please knock off the crap, supervillains. If you got to knock down a tree, make it in the backyard because at least it's not that much of a hassle. It's not going to fall on your house if it goes the other way. Oh, yeah. If it goes in the backyard, it's great because it's a huge forest and there's probably trees that are super old that fall. Nope. The one in the front, the only tree left I have in my yard. What? Is, Is half a tree? It's half a tree. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know if it's going to make it. So pray for my tree. It, it, maybe it's Groot. Please be oh, Groot. <laughs> right. He, he will, he'll come out and just uh, he'll sing the song of his people. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Well, speaking of singing some songs, what is going on oh. uh, with this cover? Oh, it's so funny because it's uh, uh, Detective Comics from uh, issue 343, obviously. From uh, 65. 12, 12 cent cover from, but I actually dated on July 19. It's stamped right on the hand of the bad guy. Do you see? Uh, I think that was some comic owner, right, <laughs> comic exactly. book owner. Yeah, totally screwed up his uh, valuable comic by right. either, like I did at one point, I wrote my name in the front, like in the inside or panel. Like, if you why fill, did I do that? If you, if you tear out the page to fill it and then fill it all out. Or future values out. ruined. Yes, exactly. The inside. Yeah, but this is, uh, this is Elongated Man and this uh, menacing Batman and Robin. With what feels kind of like a what is it? oh the Phantom General, but he looks very Nazi esque. I would think by that hat. Uh, absolutely, looks very SS esque. SS esque. SS esque. it's hard to say. You can only see once. My favorite part though about this cover, Charlie, it says at the very top, a triple treat thriller guaranteed to leave you limp with excitement. Limp. When I'm excited, I'm not limp. I'll just say that. You know, there's, uh, there's really not much more that with with Todd insisting this is a family friendly program. There's not a lot more we're going to say about that. So. Double entendre, Charlie. It's okay. So kids, kids will laugh. Be, watch my hand glossing over and moving on. 
Yes. So, uh, yes, the ghost of this general. Uh, now that I've enlisted the elongated man in my army, he must obey my command to wring the life out of Batman and Robin. The elongated man, by the way, is a lot like Plastic Man. I don't know why he was brought on. You don't always have very complimentary uh, superheroes, but this is his old costume, maybe before he really became a superhero. Um, and uh, he had like more of a white and red costume, similar to Plastic okay, Man. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, I don't know if it was a good move. That doesn't really make any sense why there would have to be two. They don't. There's not two. Pla- well, there are two plastic guys in Marvel because there's Mister Fantastic. Yes. And then with the Great Lakes Avengers, there was Elongated Man who actually just looked. Like I thought it was Flat Man, guy. not Flat Man. Yes. No. He. Wa- I said Elongated Man because we're looking at it is Flat Man, and he looked yes. exactly like Reed Richards. So it was. As a matter of fact, it kind of it kind of riffed on this a little bit because you just said he had a similar costume but different color mm-hmm. hair. Plastic yeah. Man. Plastic Man had that Elvis do with the big mutton chops. As I remember. And the goggles, yeah. And it was just always a goofy character, yeah. That was fun. Right. You know, Plastic Man even had a cartoon back in the day, so it's very weird. I don't know if DC at one time did not own him, maybe, and that's why Elongated Man, and they just acquired him like other characters on the road. So right. maybe that is why. But 65, this would have came out, well, well Fantastic Four came out in 61. One, yeah, so yeah. who knows, you know, yeah. DC... Marvel always beg barring seal. But yeah, if you want to read more about how um, Elongated Man is just wrapping these boys up uh, based on right, being right. haunted by a phantom general, check out the comic on DC Unlimited Infinite. S S esque. Yes, like in excess. That's really hard to say, too. Yeah, right. I need you tonight. Oh, well, with that little ditty, and I know you'd love to hear more, but I've always got to keep them wanting for more. Uh, we're going to jump in an Uber. We're going to go down to the corner of Hollywood and Vine uh, to get the latest scoops from our favorite news correspondent, our senior news correspondent, Madam Webb. So without further delay, Madam Webb, take it away. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, a wonderful fall is coming. So Madam Webb is ready to get her pumpkins uh, ready for harvest, Charlie. So then eventually she can put one on her head and then have her costume ready to go. She she once dated uh, the um, the sleep of the uh, the. the Headless Horseman. Yes. She only I, actually I think she did she dated both of them actually. Yeah. And it was really like a lover's quarrel. So it was it didn't work out very well. I mean, I hear in later years she even connected with David David S. Pumpkins and was part of his his uh, posse of the Pumpkinhead people. Remember the dancing? Oh yes, I do. Yeah, she was one of the skeletons in the background. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not bad at all. So oh my goodness. Up first we got some Marvel cinematic television universe news uh we got the trailer for hawk guy uh coming out uh in uh, time for the holidays it's coming november 24th thanksgiving yeah so this uh kind of sets up hawkeye uh running about in new york city doing a bunch of christmasy stuff with his kids but then he finds out that there is a, a hero basically biting his style dressed up like ronan which was his alter ego during the blip uh, where he was running around killing mobsters all the time and stuff. And he wants to find out what's up. And so he tracks her down and finds out that she's a, she's a young kid uh, going out and kind of going buck nuts, who's also an archer by the name of Kate Bishop, who's been a character in the comics for quite some time now. Seems like this whole thing is based around uh, Marvel Comics run by uh, writer Matt Fraction. Todd, we have to read it. Yes, um, and because it's 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 considered to be a modern classic as it 
were. So this looks pretty cool. Something about Lucky the Pizza Dog. I guess that kind of went over my head. Um, Character so from like, the comic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that part. But I just I, I didn't see a pizza dog, but maybe I, yeah. I missed it. Yeah. I get, yeah, we weren't drilling down hard enough. So so yeah, this looks fun. Um probably along the lines of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because it's a little bit more base to ground. Uh we know we're gonna get Florence Pugh back as uh Elena, uh, because that was set up obviously at the end of Black Widow, uh, that she's gonna try to whack him. Um, because it was, uh, of course, uh, Selena Meyer, a.k.a. Val, a.k.a. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who kind of set her up with the, the farcical notion that uh, Hawkeye was the one that caused her death. So, yeah, that's going to be a thing. Um, no, I'm looking forward to it. So this is, I would assume, a similar run, six episodes, eight episodes, something like that. So that would Good question, yeah. I, I, depending right. on where they're going to go, I mean, I, I think eight's a good pace uh, just because you can then, well, if they pace it correctly, then you don't have to worry about like, oh, we got to do everything in the last half hour, right? It's, 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 right? I hope they don't do that anymore. Give it some, some pacing so you can have an epilogue maybe even at the end of the episode, which is always kind of fun too. Um, yeah, it would be cool to see that. But yeah, I just love the, 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 the way they filmed this, the, what they went with the trailer. Uh, it made it feel like, people keep saying this, it makes it feel like a diehard lethal weapon type film where right. it's that kind of, I, nobody's ever said like, oh, Hawkeye's the guy you call because he's going to be able to take care of business all the time. He's, he's not, the guy he's not, you call like in when you're when everybody else is busy and you're like, OK, we're going to call in Hawkeye. Um, and you can kind of see the way they're playing that up with right. the way he kind of gets the crap beat out of him, uh, kind of maybe a little over his head this time and part of the way that's played off is in the comics. So they are taking the best beats of that story you know, using the MCU magic, uh, the, the Christmas music. I don't know if this is going to take place all over like that Christmas era, which would be very fun because, you know, it then becomes a, this is a Christmas ser- series now that you could rewatch mm-hmm. around the holidays. So that could be there a lot of fun. Go. People love add to it, do that. Add yeah. it to your list. Christmas vacation plus this. So um, I, drew, I, I totally drew a blank on what I was going to say. Uh, anyway, I'm excited. L- looks good to me. Very exciting. Hawk guy, uh, bringing back other, obviously other elements, uh, of what we saw in Black Widow. And I had, I had something for this. I feel terrible. It'll come back the, to me. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is obviously post blip. Um, right. so this is going to be a scenario where we don't have to guess when this happened. I hope we're getting right. to be done with this whole, well, when did this happen? Cause I'm mean, like, after a yeah, while it gets kind right. of tired. Right. Yeah. And, right. and Which, you know, and, and that's never an issue in the comics because the comics are just the comics, you know what I mean? So it's not exactly. Like, you know, and, and they follow subsequent issues and whatever. And, there's no one true sacred timeline in particular while they're changing that in the MCU as well with Loki and everything that you have to be like, well, where did this go? And where was Shang-Chi? And at the end of it, Bruce Banner was not, was Bruce Banner, not the Hulk or whatever. And his arm was broken and blah, 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 blah. A lot of stuff. Yeah. So after Hawkeye, then is it Dr. Strange? Oh no. It, uh, sorry. It's because Eternals, Eternals Spider- is before this. And Spider-Man it, is after it. Yeah. So then, yeah. So, but the next in the, the next TV series is Armor Wars. I can't remember. No, She Hulk. I don't remember. I don't. It's all know. coming together. I don't know that they're talking much about what the next show is, but we could, we should certainly look into it. But anyway, uh, very excited. Let's uh, move on to the next one. Is you because there's nightmares and things of that nature. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. So this next story is very cool. Guillermo del Toro uh, is a favorite director of mine. I really love his style. He does camp. He does horror. He does everything. Oh, he does superheroes. Um, he does apparently a fish movie where a woman falls in love with the fish and they get relations. The, oh, the, oh, the Shape yeah, of Water, yeah. I believe, yeah, was the movie. No, no was it? No, I, it was Doug Jones was the guy. But yeah, totally. Totally hooks up with the official. Why can't I that, that? And that was his. That was his Oscar winner. Uh, the sha- I, that was the Shape I, of Water. I remember liking it very much, and that's that's probably correct. It probably is the Shape of Water. Yes, I will look it up really quick. Yes, it was the Shape of Water. Came out in twenty seventeen. That was an Oscar winner for him. So very cool. Um, yeah, he Guillermo oh, Toro. Point of Order, Hawkeye, six episodes. Ms. Marvel. It's still Ms. Marvel is supposed to be the next one. It says late twenty twenty one. Okay, I believe that when I see it, typically that would have to be a that would have to then you'd have Marvel shows overlapping, which doesn't right. seem like that would yeah. be something they would do. Then Moon Knight, She Hulk, and then that's and then we get into sure. TB we get into the TBA. So all right, moving on. Sorry. Yes. So back to Guillermo. Thank you. Uh, not okay. Guillermo from uh, what they do in the shadows, uh, which is a great show. And yeah. yes, now back. Uh, check it out on uh, FX on Hulu. Uh, going from there, though, we have uh, this new movie that he is directing coming out in December, uh, apparently only in theaters. And this is a, going to be his first stab at film noir. Um, he's done a lot of different styles. So I think that's kind of cool that he's doing this in this movie. Uh, I guess it's based on a book which then became a movie in 1947, which was also called uh, uh, Nightmare Alley and uh, starred Tyrone Power. Looks really interesting. It does feel of the time. It does feel grim and gritty, like a noir, like a detective movie. But this one is set with um, Bradley Cooper essentially becoming a carny. But then we see parts of his life where he isn't a carny. He's very fancy looking. And he looks like fancy, fancy carny. Yeah, it looks like we find him being employed as a carny at a circus uh, with Willem Dafoe, a stellar uh, cast in this in this movie. And we don't really know what's coming, but it looks very dark, looks very grim. And there potentially are a lot of mysteries about this, this circus and maybe what it does to the people that work for the circus. Ron Perlman's in this, Willem Dafoe, like I said, Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett. Let's see, who else did I miss? Uh, Ron uh, and Richard Jenkins, Tim Blake Nelson, Jim David Stathern, yeah, David which is great. Like yeah. 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 Uh, Jim Beaver from uh, Supernatural. Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. He was Bobby or Billy or whatever. Yep. Bobby. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So great cast. Looks really cool. Um, I mean, I'm I'm down for this this movie, although coming in December, man, this would have been cool, like in the fall but or maybe February. But December, it's I mean, why not? If it's you past Christmas, I'm good to go. December December is still scary in its own way, especially yes. if you don't have your Christmas shopping done. So that's okay. And I mean, I associate all my carnies with Christmas. My, it's a, it's a very carny Christmas. Maybe Car- Carney Wilson. I don't know. Exactly. So I I don't know if there is going to be any supernatural elements, but it does feel like there's something there. So, but regardless, I uh, will definitely see this. So yes. very cool. Most step. All right, moving on. We've got uh, oh, picture of Special K with his spiky hair and his big old mullet. That's right. It's the '80s again, and uh, Warner Brothers is looking to do a contemporary reboot of The Lost Boys. Woo! I'll tell you if those straight-to-video sequels have taught us anything, which they have not. Uh, I just don't know. Uh, Are so the Frog no, Brothers back? <laughs> uh, well, they've they've snagged one of the kids from It. 
Uh, and another kid uh, from a quiet place. Okay, yeah, the kid on the right. If you look at you scroll down and see the pictures of them. Uh, to be, I'm assuming the uh, the brothers, uh, who you know, basically, I, you know, if you've not seen the Lost Boys, I mean, give me a break. But yeah, in the late '80s, uh, uh, a single mother with her two teenage sons moves uh, to a town in coastal Florida uh, to move in with her her dad uh, in the short term, and the town is full of vampires. Womp womp. Uh, so yeah, there's a Joel Schumacher film. It did give us the uh, one famously well-oiled saxophonist. You know, that's it, that's an image for a lifetime. Uh, but yeah, this was this was uh, kind of doing a leapfrog over a proposed uh, Lost Boys TV series on the CW, uh, and COVID uh, COVID put a stake through the heart of that show. So that's not happening at all. So um, let's see here. Oh boy, you can rent the oh you can rent the original. It said I thought it was saying this movie was going right to Fubu. I'm like that's Fubar. <laughs> no. I'm- Apparently Warner Brothers is releasing this and yeah. it is going to be contemporary. So not I, I assume maybe there's a well-oiled DJ rather than a saxophonist, maybe. <laughs> well, basically, yeah, in the in, in the in the in the greater scheme of things, uh, you are going to have somebody who is well-oiled. So I am okay with that, I guess. Sure, why not? Uh yeah, but the two young boys that are in this, um, yeah. The, I mean uh, whether one is this, the youngest son and one of, is one of the frog brothers that he teams up with is probably more likely because these boys are very similar in age. So I wouldn't expect them to, if they're going to do an older brother, younger brother, uh, I don't think, uh, either of these is the older brother. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this could be a lot of fun. Um, so we'll see where and when this is released. Uh, Warner Brothers has said HBO Max day and date will no longer happen. So right. like, most likely this will be in theaters and then you know? streaming later on. On. It, it was a good ride while we had it. We did we did enjoy you and I watch Reminiscence that way. Um, oh yeah, you know, you, uh, I've gone to see um, a bunch of other movies in the theater, but then if you and I were talking about, it, I sometimes will watch them a second time. Like I'll probably watch Malignant a second time because I'm doing that with Rich for his show this week. So because uh, I enjoyed it, but it was I enjoyed it for its ridiculousness, as I mentioned. So uh, yeah, but yeah, it's you know time to go back to the theaters well you know obviously once it's safe and we have gone many many times as i'll talk about uh when we get to the geek easy and we we feel perfectly safe so I, oh it yeah just depends on depends on who you are where you are and your own personal situation but we enjoy going yeah my wife did the 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 rare thing and that is seeing a movie uh, twice and seeing in theater twice that's where she saw shang chi with a friend of my uh our mutual friends uh, the the wives went out and they had dinner and then they saw the movie. They had a great time. So very cool. Awesome. Totally awesome. I love it. Good deal. Yes. So Charlie, uh, hold on. I, I love it when the ads play and I didn't, that one didn't I, pop I, originally. So I just, I just had to shut it down because it was yeah. so loud. Oh, well. Yeah, so next story is very cool, and this I, I would love to make something happen. We'll see if it happens after I talk about this this story. But essentially, Elvira is returning to TV again. She's going to be do, basically going back to what she did originally, which was she hosted movie marathons, like Movie of the Week. She was like the – that's how she got started. She was a local horror host and would basically – every Friday, there would be a scary movie. She would be there for like – uh, jokes and uh, you know sex appeal and all that stuff and then she just color commentary just exactly and she skyrocketed i don't know how she got i mean just just everything went well for her she had her own movie she was in a lot of commercials and she is a household name just like anybody else you know from a certain era that knows elvira she is not uh, a niche person anymore and i just love her that the fact that she still 
didn't push back on what she does. She she's still funny. I don't know if she writes her own humor or not, but she I, I assume she is. She's very witty. She she still does this and she embraces it. And going back to her roots on Shutter is very cool. This is going to be movie marathon. It's going to be celebrating her forty years that she's been in the industry, which is amazing to have that longevity. And it's just going to be great. It's going to be on Shutter. Um, so very very cool. Um, I, it may even come to AMC eventually because AMC owns Shutter apparently. So there's this interesting cross gen of of, of properties and things but yeah she's coming back and this is going to be a lot of fun charlie and one thing i would like to do uh there's a trailer out there if you want to see what she's going to be talking about apparently though uh she will be watching her own movie elvira mistress of the dark <laughs> uh, house doesn't, doesn't have to go far for the part for the exactly house on haunted hill 1959 the city of the dead 1960 and messiah of evil 1973 she debuted back in 1981 um, on night, I don't know, and the name of her show was Elvira's Movie Macabre. Uh, debuts on uh, Saturday, September 25th, so very coming up on Shutter if you have it, and then AMC Plus shortly after that. Very cool. I'm but I, yes, I know, I know it's a scene of yours, so that's cool. Yeah, I've always found her entertaining as well. But good for her to keep it rolling, uh, Charlie. And, and I am, I am, I. What I want to happen is. I, I, I want social media to work for us. I want Elvira to be on our show. You know what? If we if we if we can mock somebody up as Madam Webb, uh, I know that that is her younger sister, and I know that they had a falling out a number of years ago. Madam Webb doesn't like to talk about it a lot, but maybe we can kill two birds with one stone. We can boost the notoriety of the show, and we can help feel uh, help Bri- bridge help bridge families. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Build bridges. So you know, uh, you know, social media, uh, you know, the internet, help us, help us, help us, help two ladies in their I don't want to say twilight years, but I think you catch my drift. Uh, to men fences. Yes, I believe Madam Webb is is angry because she feels like she was the one with the looks and is uh, not being recognized. Uh, what did my father say? Opinions, opinions are like buttholes. Everyone has one and they all stink. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Charlie, for that. So uh, if, you, if anybody out there has a hookup, has not hooked up, but has a hookup with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, please connect us because that would be so fantastic it would be a highlight of the show quite oh, honestly my goodness. My goodness. well this next one will be a very great interest to a friend of mine who is a fan but todd it's your story go ahead yeah this one was totally unexpected so he-man and the, the associated properties seem to be having this renaissance we you know we got the kevin smith series on netflix which i really enjoyed which hopefully is getting a second part of the first season because it ends in a hangover hangover yeah. hangover <laughs> I, I, you know what i i watched it but i didn't watch that closely were they drinking at the end yes they were yes that yes there was a hangover involved yes a oh, tiger it was you know cringe a cringer was that tiger you know mike tyson showed up mike tyson showed up exactly correct (laughs) it was great yes so yes it ended on a cliffhanger there was a she-ra cartoon i believe on netflix or cartoon network maybe and it did very well i had a lot of huge fan following because you know it reinvented she-ra for modern times people seemed very happy with that um and then we've got this new he-man show on netflix which is much more very very not for our age group it's for little kids and that's perfectly fine it's not for me so i'm not going to complain about it i I'm, well, i hope that, kids like it 
really like, you know, they're rolling out Star Trek Prodigy in just a couple of weeks here that is, is specifically geared for kids to, in, I, I don't want to say indoctrinate them into Star Trek, but to introduce it uh, to a younger generation that it just doesn't necessarily click with. So I think that that's well, great. That's would it be different, Charlie, if they had like Star Trek kids and it was like young Picard and young Janeway all having adventures and then they like, had a wacky, they had a wacky mascot that always kept on getting into hijinks? Like Muppet Babies? I don't, yeah. Did Muppet, did Muppet Babies have a wacky uh, mascot? I don't believe they did. Well, I think they had Animal. Animal was always the, the wacky oh, hijinks yeah, yeah. yeah exactly or, or the happy days cartoon where they had um a talking dog with a jacket mr cool didn't the didn't the fonts have a time machine or some shit <laughs> there no there was an alien who oh, had a time machine go. who showed up or laverne and shirley where they joined the army and their shark sergeant was a pig makes no sense <laughs> oh my god oh, that's cool but yeah, it's, it's sergeant Squ- sergeant squeal i don't know <laughs> Making this up, Sergeant. No, I will. I, you know, I don't. We don't put uh, tags on the end anymore. But maybe this will be the exception. At the I, end, I'll have like the trailer for the cartoon of Liver and Shirley. You better. You know what? You better, and you and Happy Days too. You know, uh, like Edward James almost said, you better stand and deliver because I want. To uh, I, I think I will. But you know, we're getting back to this. So Shira is getting a live action series at Amazon. This is something I did not expect to see. They, I mean, we've had He-Man live action once in a very forgettable movie, which we should forget about. Courtney Cox, though, and Tom Paris, though, got their start yeah, Tom, there. So, yeah, Tom, Exactly. Tom Paris all the way. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we've got nothing live action. This, this He-Man movie that was supposed to come out, I don't know if that's ever coming out. Um, but She-Ra's coming back. And that is interesting because I don't know how you pull off this in a TV series and capture the right tone that doesn't seem like it's going to miss. Right. Yeah. It, it does seem tricky uh, just because the, of the she Rahi man, but you know, it's just kind of like, you know, you might as well call her she dude or she chick. I mean, it's just, it's like super female, super male. So where's the balance if you were even looking at the two of them. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you've talked about, like you and I and John have talked about, um, who's one of the original secret friends, for those who have not joined the show in a long time. Uh, Basically, John has always talked about G.I. Joe, the fact that G.I. Joe, the tone is hard to nail. And the fact is, um, they've struggled with it. And when you've got these old properties, who are you making it for? And how do you pull it off? Because She-Ra was never the most like serious property in the world. And are, are you going to make it like Game of Thrones with She-Ra? Because then you're alienating a large part of that fan base. Well, but just, if you make it, just seems super weird. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. why not just have Game of Thrones be Game of Thrones? Why do you, why does it have to be something like that? So yeah, I, I mean you're going to make a, a a talk. I, I can't remember. The, I think she had uh, her horse turned into a unicorn Pegasus. And I think the horse still talked, maybe. I, I, yeah, okay. And how do you do that? <laughs> did you say how do you do? Would it be like uh, Mr. Ed for a little gum on his pin? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that comes off really well. Yeah, I don't know. So this this could be interesting. Uh, you know, we'll see if this really comes about or if this will just go the way of the dodo and another like one of those old stories where we talk in five years. Charlie, remember when they were going to make a live action Shira? Yeah, we do that a lot these days. Sure, yeah, sure do. Oh my god! All right, well, I think that's about it for the news. Uh, So let let's break up on out. Uh, We'll leave Madam Webb at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. Uh, We'll get that Uber back. Uh, We're going to go down to the Bowery, to the, the the bowels of town. 
and we're gonna solder down. We're gonna solder down. Sit on down. It's geek easy for some uh, dime store chicken nuggets and a watered down martini. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the geek easy. Cover band is playing. Coffee has been poured. Unless you're having an Irish whiskey coffee. Uh, you know we're the, we're like the 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 people they don't want. It's like the old people that show up and just drink coffee and just oh hang out gosh. in a booth and talk all day. I think you inspired my next beverage, a little Jameson's in my second coffee. Sure. More Jameson than coffee, most likely. Uh, But yeah. We'll we'll do that at the next commercial break. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what we've been geeking out about this week, I'll kick it off because, but we watched a couple of the same things. So we'll go there. Okay. So we'll start with the newest and freshest, and that is why The Last Man debuted, um, finally debuted, was looking forward to this one. The first three episodes dropped. I only watched the first one. Charlie, how many did you oh, watch? Oh, man, are you serious? We blasted right through them. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good yeah. sign. But we'll just well, kick know, off I mean, the first episode. Yeah, please. Absolutely. Go for it. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of the comic, read the whole thing, 75 issues. Uh, you know, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, just a great series. The, now, the way it started and the way it ended was very cool. What was his claim to fame at Marvel? I know it was something I've read. He did Runaways. That was probably his number one title that go. he created. But then, yeah, he did a couple others. Now he's doing Saga. And then he also did a, a series Saga. called Das Machina, which is really cool about a superhero mayor, which is very fun. Cool series. Uh, but you know, regardless. What? And, and when they cast the show, they're going to merge it with the show The Mayor, and it'll be Ted Danson. I got not, he's, not he's the mayor. That horrible sitcom with the with the with yeah that the urban yeah that was just he can't be a mayor he's black oh, oh no are you serious That's- yes that it was just weird it was like he he won he won an election just like as a goof I guess oh it's I know it's the a, show. yes yes horrible bad. show he, he's a young hip uh, you know urbanite so yeah exactly. yeah and he tries to change the, the you know the stiff right. bureaucracy of city hall. I did watch a few of those, and then you, you flap right back to the you know man with the plan or whatever it is, like uh, you know Matt LeBlanc. He's a he's a man. He can't raise children while his wife goes to work. Whoa! Why does this idiot still have a hot wife? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The the tropes of TV and all those things. It just yeah, it just always amazes us. I love that stuff because it's so dumb. It'll be here till the end of time. Count yes. So why the last man? Simple premise. Uh, this is one was in development hell, but ultimately it comes down to there is something that happens in the world that basically eliminates all creatures with the Y chromosome, yeah. which is why, part of why it's called Y the last man, but also right. because the protagonist is Yorick. So right. it's that double, double meaning, which is very cool. I Love know. that. And it's, it's super sad because it starts out with here's a dead bird. And then here's a sad little dead mouse. And then you watch it, you know, and they cut around it. But then you watch a dog die. Oh, that dog. Oh, that was that was heartbreaking. That was that was bad. April and I were both. And we were early risers. So I think maybe we watched like I got home Friday night, you know, from Wisconsin. And it was like I had another appointment. So I got home. We sat down to watch something like seven, like eight o'clock or eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock. So we might have watched one. And yeah, that might be one we saw before. We were like, oh, that puppy. Um, but dang, I really loved it. Amber Tamblin, boy, was she ever channeling my ex-wife in this show? Yikes. It was, it's, it's an interesting show. So the first episode is the only one I've seen so far. Charlie's seen three. So in this instance, we're just not going to try to spoil too much, but, but essentially, um, it does a little bit of, starts off with a flashback or, or in the future times and it goes to a flashback of kind of what all happened right, right. but this episode did not explain why it happened or how it happened it just it happens and you start seeing the initial impact of it it's kind of like the walking dead we never got to see 
how it actually happened. Right. We just were dropped in 30 days later or whatever it was. Um, yeah, this one, exactly. it's as it happens. So you start seeing the, you know, just the things of cabs start crashing, airplanes right. driven, you know, flown by male pilots drop out of right. the sky. Exactly. Um, just all this crazy stuff. And we see the government, which the main character's mother, well, I won't spoil that, who she is. Right. Well, they're, they're, yeah. They're all, yeah, they're all gathered in one place, the Pentagon yes. in this case. The president, along with, as you said, Diane Lane, who's the female lead. Uh, and just the, the, just the men, just, they, they die by exploding blood out of their faces, you know, whatever it is, it's just, it's extremely unpleasant. So, um, and then, you know, April's like, well, you know, are you trying to tell me that if all the men died, that society would just fall apart? And you can kind of see where they're coming because we, 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 we kind of crunch some numbers on it. And I think men make up just over 50% of the population, even just in this country. So it's like Thanos' snap. This could, it's like Thanos' snap, if you think Absolutely. And what it would look like, except for all the dead bodies. Well, it's the same thing. People disappear, so you still have crashing planes and stuff. But, you know, is this... You got a lot to clean up in this one versus just dust. Yeah, I was going to say, is this a precursor to what the post-blip was like in Marvel? I mean, did, like... Do they have to abandon New York City? And like, it was like, you'll, you'll go on to see that, you know. The carnage would have been just crazy. I mean, just to this, we'll see the carnage of this one. It would have been the right. exact same carnage because, you know, people flying planes, people, you know, right. uh, at the, you know, just even people guiding planes, you know, at right. the, you know, at the, yeah. at the control tower. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I, but, you know, it, it would be disastrous because, I mean, we want to be as optimistic about women and and what their right. the roles society is but still so many of the roles in in engineering and things stem are still right. so male focused that yes. you've lost a lot of the people that the engineers and all those people that keep things running and things right. are improving but still yeah the, the yeah, they, truck they, drivers they've, 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 you know yeah they've only come so far and if this happened if you and i were sitting recording the show and we both started shooting blood sideways out of our noses and we all died and every y chromosome on earth ended except for this one dude what the hell would remain? Exactly. You're just, you're talking about 50% of the population, you know, not just disappearing, but dying and, and what impact would it have? So man, and it's not, and it's just not humans. It's, it's animals too, which yeah, is exactly. just, it tells you right there. It's like food supply, right. like beef. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All your cows died. So yeah, hurry up and hurry up and have a special on beef down at the. Yeah. Unless you have a large supply of like animal stuff if you catch my drift and you have some in vitro fertilization facilities it's going to be messy so right yeah and that that is you'll find in these subsequent two episodes does become a plot point uh that that is kind of talking about interesting yeah that's that's cool that they're covering that but yeah go ahead and uh, go ahead and watch it and let's let's talk about it again next week get caught up and then we'll both watch episode four and we'll talk about it i'm excited to that's my proposal. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it veers from the comic. But yeah, and Charlie, I mean, I don't know if this was a Vertigo comic. I'll be curious to see if it's on the DC Unlimited app because it would be curious what you thought of, like, if you read the first trade or something just compared oh, to it. Yeah, I, I would do it. If, if we can verify it's there, I'll read the first trade. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that as a follow-up. So very cool. Um, the next, um, I am also connecting again with Rich for his movie podcast. We're both pinch hitting on that. And he invited me to watch a, a movie and I picked Spiral, which is interesting because I've never seen a Saw film. I know the premise and I've heard a lot of the story beats. And this is the uh, the newest one, a spinoff, and I've not I've not seen it either. 
Okay, so I won't yeah. get too deep into spoilers, but it's from the Book of Saw, Spiral. The, the thing that was interesting about this one, it was Chris Rock kind of brought this into life because apparently he was a big Saw fan. And because the series has kind of dwindled and kind of lost kind of some presence, he said, I want to bring it back. So he, not only did Chris Rock come along, but Sam Jackson as well. Sam Jackson is playing Chris Rock's dad. And there's only 16 years difference between those two. So... It's, he it's, must have uh, been a young father. It's not completely off the uh, reservation, but still. It, you know, it's you close. Can, you can suspend your disbelief. Exactly. So Chris Rock is a cop. His father was the police chief, um, and he's retired since then. And essentially, if you guess this is a Saw movie, essentially the Saw mythos and something comes back to make you think that the the, the Saw killer, the spider killer, whatever you want to call him, is back. And this is what this movie is all about. Tobin Bell. Absolutely. So he's referenced the guy who plays him. You know, they show a picture of him in a future scene. We're going to give much more away. But I will tell you, if you're interested in a, a tight horror film, meaning like 90 minutes, it is that it is 90 minutes. And it's it's where it's on HBO Max. No, I, I had to rent this. Uh, so I got a deal. So Roku always has like these these like you, free rental deals and offers. So I got a deal. So instead of a three ninety nine rental, it was a ninety nine cent rental. Oh, Todd! You, no, it was a zero dollar rental because it was my rental was free. You slick devil! I will often do that with uh, with Amazon. If you do the delayed shipping, you'll get a digital credit. So yeah. Well, Roku them. Roku has these ads that if you look at your Roku menu, you'll see like uh, offers and things. I always click on them. So they'll send you a code to your, your email address, and it's great. So it's based on a service called Row 8, which I don't understand what it is, but allows you to rent movies, uh, buy them or whatever. That's what I did. So a $6 rental became free for me. So I saw it. Um, I've got to say, uh, overall view was, wow. I don't know if there will be a sequel to this, but based on the script and the acting and all the other things and the way it goes, I would be surprised if it got one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a tough one. Womp, womp. Yes. Oh. So there you go. Check it out if you want. But that's a that's an early, early Spooktober film that's just right on the cusp of it. But yeah, Spooktober comes next month. So uh, our next episode, Charlie. So we'll have to talking about which movie we're going to watch. So we get that done in the next week. Yes, indeed we do. So, OK, uh, rounding up your last one is one that we shared together. So go for it. Yeah. What if we're on episode six now and I am starting to feel like what if is I always thought the premise was cool. And it, typically in execution, even in the comics, it always like, eh, is it going to deliver? I feel like Marvel's gotten close to like really delivering on these premises. I thought some were better than others. Uh-huh. I think the first one's still the best. I still think it set the bar. Yeah, loved it. Peggy. Yeah, Pe- Peggy can. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this one is more along lines of a not so great ending, but this is all about what if Tony Stark was saved by Killmonger and the what it does once again it just creates more ripples and this is based on the MCU um, and just the path it goes down and it didn't feel like it changed a whole in regards to like what the the one of the characters did I felt like he didn't change his stripes did not change if you want to say it you know tired to say I felt like the the main the main person of this show uh, or this episode I felt like he didn't change whatsoever he just wasn't stopped like he was in the first movie. But I felt like he didn't take a different path. I don't know. What did you think, Charlie? Uh, you know, I can't necessarily disagree with you. Um, 
that 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 character, yeah, stayed in our chat. It's not like uh, in the episode with T'Challa, Star Lord, where Thanos was like, "Hey, you know what? You talk me out of it. I'm not gonna get the Infinity Stones now or whatever." So yeah, it wasn't much of a of a revolutionary turn, but you know, I it's funny because the um, the Weekly Planet, which is a podcast that that Mark and I love. Uh, does a weekly wrap up of what if and and they have kind of a watch going like all right well when's going to be the episode where they finally decide that the watcher's going to get involved so because mm-hmm. i'm just starting to wonder when do when is this all going to start to coalesce because this is episode six and we have i keep forgetting do we have eight i think it's nine okay yeah i'm going to verify that while we're talking because i'm i'm curious how so yeah i'm wondering when it's going to coalesce because they've they've got to uh they've got to um they don't want it to get too big that it's unwieldy. Six episodes? No, because that would be done then. No, no, there's uh, more episodes coming. That's that's that is what this says. If you go to IMDb, they usually say no six. No, this is ten, Charlie. Ten oh, episodes. Oh, maybe this is only it. Maybe because I'm looking at. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, they they announced that. ten episodes. Oh, well, then uh, I got uh, lied to by the goods. Yeah, and so this will end mid-October. So okay. we have four more there. Yep. Right. So I think that we're perilously close to the Watcher have to get involved. But yeah, I'd like to see them get something going with that sooner rather than later, because otherwise it becomes too unwieldy, and it's like it's just going to turn into Cameo Central when they finally have their big finale. So let's let's get to hoping. Yeah, I I, I... I don't, I mean, and the whole point of what if, and if people have compared this, is it really a what if, or does it feel like more like an Elseworlds? And I would say it, I mean, what if never was just like one simple thing changed? I mean, like what if Jane Foster became Thor? That's a huge difference than just, yeah, right. you know, Don Blake and Thor. So I, I don't, this one felt like I said more, it, it didn't feel like that much of a twist except for the one twist that kind of kicked things off, which was, I would say, yes, that was one impact, but it didn't feel like the, the transition of events changed, except he wasn't stopped. So I won't say more than that, but I, I think it was okay. Um, more so than great. And there are threads from this storyline. The threads for most of these storylines is like, yeah, to your point, is it going to be something bigger? Is something going to change? Because it seems like each thread is a different timeline now or a different, era where they don't necessarily overlap so i don't know how they do it but you know what we've been surprised before right this does verify uh final episode episode nine october six so oh, only nine so which one is it we've got ten or nine so mine's uh, a ten yours says no. nine well it, it, but this gave a date and i looked at the calendar and that's through our episode so i guess we'll find out when we get there maybe they'll surprise us with a bonus what if we knew the number of episodes what, yeah, <laughs> how, how will that end up changing our universe so we'll never right. know charlie <laughs> all right well let me jump in uh april and i have weekends that i'm home so i've been in wisconsin for work during the week so when i come home we like to do this like double header thing because we i've talked about several times at the movie theater because we have the vip deal from celebration cinema which is our local michigan chain and so we went to go see two movies uh the first of which was an action comedy of sorts called cop shop this had good old jerry butler this had uh frank grillo famous in the mcu for being crossbones uh this had uh i think uh chadwick uh Chad, 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 Chad L. Coleman, who is a, a, a heavyset African-American guy who was in The Walking Dead. And that's kind of where... And they had they had one other guy who was a kind of a proto-villain who was in Spider-Man Homecoming. He was the heavyset dude with the beard who I think was supposed to represent the, the tinkerer uh, in that movie. Mm, so a lot, okay. lot, of, 
A lot of little. So, so I have to ask for a revision there. You can't say Jerry Butler because I looked up Jerry Butler. I'm like, who is Jerry Butler? It's Gerard Butler. <laughs> Jerry was, Butler is a old black man. Is the I first was, <laughs> Google. I was having this same riff with uh, with my friend Miranda, and she she lo- she loves him, and so I I, mo- I mainly kept doing it just to annoy her. Uh, but that's that's what the that's what the boys call him over on the Weekly Planet. So it kind of stuck with me. Uh, but yes, Gerard Butler. Thank you, because now I, I'm going to think of Jerry Butler, and I'm going to think of the uh, retired Cook County Commissioner, because that's the first Google re- <laughs> search response. <laughs> Not Jerry Butler. So yeah, okay, Frank, thank you. Uh, Frank Grillo is a uh, he's a fixer, kind of like Ray Donovan, uh, and uh, uh, Ger- Gerard Butler is a uh, hired killer coming to take him in. They both get captured and locked in this out in the middle of nowhere, Nevada desert police station. Uh, and then it turns out there's a third killer coming to uh, grease him. And it's just a big shoot 'em up, very violent. But again, they work in a decent amount of comedy that I find okay. enjoyable. So I, I like that. I would recommend it. I think it's kind of fun. Kind of sounds like, uh, reminds me of like Midnight Run, which I loved that movie back yeah. in the day. I, 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 don't, I do not believe I've seen that one. So that was uh, Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Oh yeah, that was that was that was. Oh, I'm thinking of Midnight Cowboy. I'm like, yeah. Oh no, no, that that's far different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the second film, it's it, we kind of seemed to bat like one too. We picked, you know, we picked Clint, Clint Eastwood's new movie, and uh, it written, uh, it was directed and produced. Uh, screenplay was by some other people, but uh, April looked this up after the fact. He is 91 years old. Okay, he's as old as William Shatner. I still find William Shatner to be more coherent because poor Clint Eastwood can, he can barely speak. Uh, and he can, he, he, it was, he wasn't doing anything super physical in this, but even just him walking, he walks like your great, 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 great grandfather's ghost. He looks, he's ancient. Um, this had a riff on, I was describing it as if you've seen the early 19, 1990s uh, Ed O'Neill film Dutch. This was kind of like this. Um, you have uh, you have a, 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 a ranch cowboy played by Dwight Yoakam. That should have been the first sign that this was no bueno. Uh, who hired? What's wrong with Dwight Yoakam? He's a terrible he's fine. Actor. He's a terrible oh, I think actor. he's fine for being oh, like playing this guy from the south. <laughs> I, I no in te- in Texas and he's playing himself essentially. Yes, in 1979. Uh, sure. He he hires you know kind of down on his luck. Uh, Clint Eastwood to drive down to Mexico um, to bring back his teenage uh, his teenage half Mexican son uh, because of reasons uh, which unfold as the movie goes by, and uh, because the boy lives with his mother, who for some reason is enormously wealthy, but she's also kind of a whore because she tries to seduce. Clint Eastwood, and it's just- <laughs> oh, wow! Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, I, I want to see that. <laughs> the, the, the dialogue alone in this movie really feels like it was written by an AI computer. Nobody can act. It's like Clint. When I can tell you that Clint Eastwood gave the most believable performance, then you compare it to everyone else in the film. This was a miss. This was me looking at my watch, being like, "How we? How we doing? How we doing on time?" When, when, did, when did the thing say this was going to end? This was, uh, this was not. You know, Charlie's, you know that one difficult moment you have to talk to your parents like, uh, sorry, mom and dad, we have to take away your license. You're too dangerous to drive. They have to take away his, like, his camera. <laughs> and they say, sorry, you're just not capable of filming I, or anymore. I, I think behind the camera he might do great. Sure. 
Yeah. But try, try them out in front of the camera. I mean, Todd, they had like they looped in like he had to punch somebody, and you know they looped in somebody. Oh no! Yeah, he had, he had to bend down on the ground at one point to look under a car to see that his oil pan was. Oh leaking. no! He's... And I'm like, I know that's not him. You know what I mean? I I know you're you're not going to make your. I mean, my grandpa was 94 when he died, and I yeah. think he was. I think he was more spry than Clint Eastwood. Did, did, wait, I, I got a question. Did they bring the orangutan back from uh, every which way but loose? No, they did have a rooster. Oh, because that was, which was almost macho. the same, Charlie. Almost which, the same. <laughs> which was macho, thus the name of the film. So yeah, cry, cry macho. macho. And it's on HBO Max, but still skip it, please. Just just don't. Because you know what? If you don't skip it, you're going to end up turning it off because it's that unwatchable. It's it's yeah. Really I've not heard many good things about the movie. Yeah, exactly correct. So big th- big thumbs down for that one. No cry macho for me. No mas macho. Thumbs down. Oh. Thank you for your, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Oh, well, (laughs) oh, well, it's our time to leave the geek easy. We've, we've, we've geeked out. Now it's our time to get a little bit nerdy with the mutants in the Thunderdome. So let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, um, I was inspired with this topic because a big announcement came out in the world of video games that the God of War series will only be getting a sequel, not a trilogy. And that's what the director said because the games just take too long to make. So let's just make a sequel. And people are outraged, Charlie. And it made me think about trilogies. And, you know, just movies uh, primarily are the, the focus of trilogies. And I always thought, you know, we we kind of understand why trilogies exist because of what the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's the most probably right. most famous trilogy in time. But uh, Star Wars created the, the 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 modern trilogy. I don't think there was any trilogies before. Even sequels were I a rarity. I, I don't even think of sequels were yeah into the uh, Godfather was the only one I was aware of. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because because the- I don't know what God, Godfather two came out. So, what year? I don't know. 76 or so. so okay. Godfather was in 72. Yep. So def- definitely Godfather 2 came out still in the 70s, I'm going to say. Ex- exactly. So Star Wars probably aped that from the Godfather, most right. likely. Because well, they were all like contemporaries. Lucas was a contemporary with Scorsese and Coppola, all those guys. Yeah. Well, then you had Jaws uh, was what's considered traditionally to be the first block. Which was Jaws was what, 76? Five, five, 75. 75. Okay. Okay. Jaws uh, 2 was well, when? Jaws 2 Rocky, was 78. Rocky, Rocky was a big one. That was 76. Rocky 2 was Rocky 2. Uh, let me spell that right. 79 or 80. So I don't know. Rocky 2 um, was 79. So yeah. And then Empire Strikes Back was 80. So, so you know what? Forgive me. There were a lot of sequels before Star Wars did it. Right, right. But as far as ones, <laughs> as far as ones that people look at, like you said, trilogies and say, "Oh, it's Star Wars trilogy," it just rolls right off the tongue. Star Wars mm-hmm. trilogy, a great story, you know, beginning to end before everything that happened after 1999, and now we have to have more stories and blah 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 blah. blah. So, um, but this is kind of skimming through your list. So you gave us two lists here. You gave us the best. And you gave us the worst. Yes. So um, we'll go back to we'll go back to that at the very end. But we just wanted to talk about trilogies, and that became like you had to have a trilogy, right? It's like if you're going to bring in a property, it's got to have a trilogy. Right. And it always made so, me think, well, is that the best form of storytelling? Because that assumes that 
not only you're starting off strong to actually assume it actually can manage more movies. Right. And that assumes that the movies probably have to get better. Right. Right. I think not suffer from sequelitis and then sequelitis, the sequel (laughs) or run out of ideas or run out of steam because they typically make more money. But I would say movies don't always get better as they progress and add more titles along the mix. I mean, and obviously, you know, we can talk more about, but, but in regards to trilogy, so, um, you know, it's one of those things like what we prefer. And that's what my first question is, Charlie. Um, do you prefer trilogies or do you prefer movies that just have sequels or do you like standalones better? Uh, man, there is no, no easy answer. Um, because, you know, we could sit here and rattle off, uh, you know, great examples of all three and then terrible examples of all three. Um, but I think the, I think the, the, the kind of the green eyes of, of the franchise love. Um, man, I'm looking through this. Oh, okay. All right. Number one on this list is fine. It's just not for me. Uh, I was just scrolling through the list. We're talking. Um, you're right. It, it's about, you know, if a, if a trilogy can follow the three act structure of, of a standard film or play or any type of story, you know, is there a beginning, middle and end? I feel like, my number one, which would be the Star Wars trilogy, uh, really does really does that well. You know what I mean? Because in the beginning, you have you know kind of the nascent development of the characters, and you kind of get a feeling of what they're after. In the middle part of it, you see them grow, and the relationships change, and you know big bombshells get dropped. And then then in the third part, you see those threads resolve. Um, and if if a trilogy isn't following that direction like i said if it doesn't start here and then end further down the road in some kind of linear fashion ostensibly uh i don't feel like it's great um is that you know is there an example of something that was a first and second and turned out great i'm not somebody would have to throw one at me the godfather is about the only one because i don't record i uh, the the the, You, you refuse to recognize the third one i there was a third oh i didn't know that i'll have to eventually check it out no, yes, because exactly, yeah, the third it, it exists in a gray area. Unfortunately, it's also on this list as number four of the um, worst, of the best. So that's a, that's the hard part. Then can you say it's a really, and that's where I have a hard time with the whole trilogy experience. And that's why I always say, like, I'd rather have a great standalone movie than right. than a trilogy that suffers. Right? It's it's well, not yeah, there. There are weak, really weak parts. The Godfather is a great example because that first film is incredibly strong. The second film was so strong that it was the first sequel ever to earn uh, be- uh, best picture. It's absolutely. A lot of people say it's, it's the best of all right. three. Yeah. And then the third one absolutely rockets to the bottom and it was 16 years in distance. So it was one of these, uh, you know, and they point out uh, kingdom of the crystal skull being the fourth Indiana Jones movie. And they, what's that movie? They, I've never heard of it. Yeah. They just tend to ignore it because again, it's, it goes outside. A lot of people just want to think, nope, it was a trilogy the same way that I would, in a lot of ways, just like to think of star Wars as a trilogy. I don't need to think about sequels and prequels and TV. Shows. I just want to think about, if you get a quill, if you've got other quills around your, your franchise, that yeah. means something's going on. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, right. so it, it becomes a scenario where there's very few where you end at your strongest. Right. And a lot of people would feel that way uh, about most, most uh, trilogies. The only one I think people would say that, that it actually ended on the strongest is Lord of the Rings. And right. I think, and that, and that is number one on this list. And I, I can appreciate that. Um, even though it is not really my deal. Um, I've, 
watched Lord of the Rings in its entirety probably within the last couple of years at, you know, John's nonstop needling because it's his favorite thing in the whole wide world. And I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And I appreciate him because one of my oldest friends. So I did. And I still, I did one of these things where I, you know, I set my phone down and I just gave it my absolute attention. And I'm just like, I still don't really enjoy this. I'm sorry. But I have a lot of respect for people who do. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and if you just don't like the genre, which I think is a big part of it, um, you know, with Lord of the Rings, it's swords, sorcery, monsters, things like that. Right. If, if you don't like that, I don't think the best one will be the one that sways you. But although many people, it was. So, I mean, it was Oscar nominated, all that fun stuff. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that would be the one exception I think that really nailed. And Scott Barber actually said that's his his thought on best of. And he said The Matrix was the worst trilogy. And, uh, and uh, let's put it this way. Let's caveat it too. If a, if you had a three movies, and then it's like more than X number of years away, can you then just like Indiana Jones? Can you just say, I don't really think that's part of the trilogy because it's so many years past that it feels like it missed out on the well, the the momentum or or the or just the feeling at the time of when they were making it. Right? Does it contain story threads that are relevant? And I guess that fourth film, if we're still talking about the Indiana Jones, even though it you know doesn't exist. Be like, oh, well, this was the conclusion of his relationship with Marion, and they had a kid, and he didn't know about his kid, and then this is, oh, this is supposed to be a satisfactory conclusion of the story, but now they're making another one. So Indiana Jones is one of those, and it's just like, and it was it was beautiful because it was all within the 1980s. It would be like, this was the story of the 1980s. Absolutely. And it just absolutely should have stayed there. But again, you know, uh, and, and you know, don't compare the best of list to your worst of list because a lot of these are just straight to video clunkers a lot of one exactly trash yeah so yeah kind of making it making a trilogy that really was never probably meant to be a trilogy right, right. you and just so, had, you had you had a property and you just want to continue right. it because you can make a few extra bucks right and you kind of drive, gravitate back towards your best of trilogy and you know maybe i've not seen all of these a couple of them are mcu uh you know they they put the captain america trilogy in very high regard which i agree with because those are my favorite marvel films um because again i think they tell an arc of the development of a character. You know, Cap is just this wide-eyed kid, and then he gets his powers, and he gets frozen, then he comes back, and he's struggling with his mission, and, uh, you know, then uh, he kind of fumbles his way through it. He gets to the third uh, film where he ends up making a choice about kind of right or wrong, and he finds himself on the wrong side of the law, and that set up everything kind of that followed. So I, I thought that that, again, from a character development I guess I would boil down a trilogy and a necessary trilogy as something that takes a character from point A and gets them to point Z and you see kind of what happens to character or characters. Because obviously within Star Wars, you're talking about Han, Luke, and Leia and you know all the ancillary characters around them um, and how they grew and how they changed. And I think that did it well. The Spider-Man trilogy. Well, I want to I go back to that one, though, because I'm trying to feel like the third Captain America movie wasn't a Captain America movie. That was another Avengers film. And I felt like it really didn't change Cap's status quo, whereas Endgame did. So I, I, I kind of feel like the, the Cap well, one, the then, first two movies felt like they were truly Cap-centric. Well, the third I, one was just like, it's here's everybody. And there's a lot well, more than the, the Cap really didn't have a he well, was in that movie, but I felt like it was him and Iron Man. There were, it was almost like they were the two leads. I mean, that part of it is true, but his his status quo completely changed. So I, I guess I have to disagree but, there. But everybody's status quo changed that movie. 
not really. Every character's status quo changed. They became enemies. They fought. So I would say it's not that was just that was an Avengers movie it was, more so than it, anything. It was it was your Avengers two point five. I don't disagree with you, but I, yeah. I do think I find it to be significant to the characters. I mean, Caps. Everybody that went with Cap changed their status quo. Everybody that went Iron Man changed their status quo. So I would say it's it's everybody's status quo changed that movie. Cap so, Cap Cap was just one of the, he and T- Tony were the ones that first made that decision so it's like that's what i'm saying yeah some some of the other ones on this was like iron man i didn't really see a lot of growth in the character spider-man the tony uh the raimi ones i didn't really see a lot of growth yeah that probably goes with that arc of movies where the third just kind of took your excitement about the property way like the dark knight you know the dark knight you know, yeah, the Dark Knight Rises. It's like yeah. it's it's like your bell curve. I mean, this is the whole thing started right. and right. built momentum, and then just peters off. It's the same thing with uh, the Godfather, and a lot of people would say maybe Star Star Wars too because of you know Return of the Jedi. A lot of people didn't love it. Um, well, I, but you've often said that it's your favorite. So how do you how do you feel differently about it? You've said I don't feel differently. That's why I'm saying a lot of people though. Oh, it's the Ewoks and blah blah blah, and I'm like. I don't know. I loved it so much as a kid. And that's probably some nostalgia coming in. But I thought right. like that was the culmination of all those characters. Um, well, back to the future is a strange one because. Oh, yeah. The, the tone of two and three potentially because those films were, you know, shot back to back and, and they were released. Well, I would say that's it's probably like this, this yeah. and then that. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the tone of the first film and then, as I said, those subsequent two, they don't really seem very connected. You know, it, it, you know, the first movie seems like very much a product of his time and Marty flies this 80s kid and blah, blah, blah. And time travel wasn't this. Well, we've got to do all these different things. Like in the second movie, it was like, we've got to change this. So in 2015, you know, Marty Jr. doesn't go to jail. And then but old Biff steals the sports manual and he goes back to 1955 and gives it to his younger self. So Marty has to stop him. And it just becomes all this. Rah, 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 rah. And they end up in the old West in the third one. And then they got to find a way to get back, but also save Doc's life. So it's just there was more stuff to get accomplished uh that, where in the first movie it was well i got to make sure my parents fall in love because i got in the way of that so i don't cease to exist and get home so you had two things to accomplish as opposed to like 40 different things to accomplish in the other two absolutely movies. yeah it was just you know, a premise I, the premise was good that they like we could use this keep using this premise and make right. more movies and more money to be made and like i said that felt like the 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 the, the last movie kind of took the bad taste out of your mouth from the second one, which a lot of people did not like to at least make it feel like it ended on a more positive and kind of captured more of the original feeling versus the second one, which just felt kind of dirty, kind of like, you know, seeing all the elements, but that's kind of like, that was the last, that was the empire strikes back where it created the negative and the bad. And now you have to redeem it. So, yeah. So it, it, it takes me back with our standalones better. And I would say a lot of those instances, would we have been better off if all we got was just back to the future? Or like the first Matrix, or you know, a lot of those movies where it felt like the the original was so strong that it needed nothing else after. Todd, I cannot believe in this worst of list that we have not watched the Happy Hooker trilogy because just based on the photograph of this gal, I mean, I, I want to know what her journey is. Okay, uh, so let's at this point let's go through these lists and let's give right. a thumbs up or a thumbs down on these. So let's start right. with let's start with the worst and then we'll end on a positive with the best. All right, all right. Well, I I, I will I will I will give the name 
And if a description is necessary, but otherwise we'll we'll do that then. So okay, we're starting at the at the top of the key in the worst list. Fifteen Dungeons and Dragons trilogy. So does this mean they're getting worse as we get the number gets bigger or smaller? That's, that's what I think. The, okay. So fifteen is the least worst of. 15. So our our so basically the importance of the worst is increasing as we go through this list. Perfect. Right. So, so so we're going from the least worst to the most worst. Dungeons and Dragons didn't see it. Can I didn't know there was. So these, this is once again, Charlie, your example of direct videos. The first one came in theater, direct videos. Right. This was the first one was horrible. So they should not even continue. Right. Big Mama's House. I don't think I've seen one of them, but I can't. They made a third one? I can't imagine <laughs> it got any better. And then uh, the next problem child is the next one. I no clue. Oh, no. And that was John Ritter. It was his yeah, like his oh, trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I do know that there was a second one because wasn't there like a like a girl problem child? Yes, there was. But the th- the funny part, Charlie, they say that th- they couldn't even get John Ritter back for the, the for the last movie. So that oh, just tells you, yeah. was it really a, a sequel sequel? It's kind of like Beethoven. They made eight Beethoven movies. Charles Grodin stopped being in those, I think, at two. Probably so. Uh, number 12 is I Know What You Did Last Summer. We we added the first one to our our like 4th of July playlist because we enjoyed it so much. I remember the second one that came out when I was in college. I actually went to a screening on campus. Um, I had no idea that they decided to toss out another one about 10, about 15 years Almost ago. 10 years later, yeah. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, they're making an Amazon series on this too, which I just saw the trailer for. So I don't know if that'll be better in series form. Oh, my goodness. The Happy Hooker I already talked about. S- sign me up. Um, cause I, bet it would, I would bet it would make me happy too. I'm um, sure you can probably find that on a, a, a underground service near you, Charlie. Oh my God. Carnosaur number 10. That actually came out in theaters. Really? I don't think uh, any of those came out in theaters. I, oh, it was a night. It was obviously it was a Jurassic Park ripoff says so right in the, uh, right in the top of the key. So, uh, number nine is, is that Matthew Broderick? Uh, private no. lessons. One, two, and th- uh, one, two, and another love story. This is from the eighties. Who is that? Eight, no, eighty-one was the first one. Then they jumped twelve years and made the second one in ninety-three. That's oh, funny. That, uh, I yeah. Mean, so I, most of these are directed video movies, son. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Delta Force, no clue. Sometimes they come back. Uh, that one was that a Stephen King series? It uh, was. Yes, correct. It was okay. okay yeah. So yeah. Uh, once again. We've got the Mangler starring uh, the uh, looks like the uh, furnace from Home Alone. <laughs> oh yeah, so that I, I yeah the Mangler. I thought that was Stephen King too, but yeah. Once again, a lot of these is like I don't even know if they were theatrical right. releases. Maybe they the right. first one was, but definitely not the rest. Well, definitely because some of these are dated in the seventies and eighties, where there was no direct home because there was no home video market. But yeah, the Boogeyman one, two, and then the Return. Uh, yeah, most of these are horror movies. Troll. One, two, and... Oh, Troll 2 is a movie that uh, they made actually a documentary. Like, Troll 2 is supposed to be the worst sequel ever. They made a documentary on it. Um, I don't know about that. I'm even more interested in Troll 3, a.k.a. Contamination Point 7. Point... I like that. I like that. We're getting granular. Blood Rain, no, didn't, wasn't... Oh, Blood Rain was a video game series about a vampire who was good fighting Nazis. And wasn't what wasn't the the chick and at least one of them the the girl from uh, Milojovich? No, Terminator. Oh, uh, maybe Christiana Loken. There we go. I think sure. Why not? Could make sense. Not? I mean, Shark Attack that has got sci-fi Shark Attack. Over it, I guess one, two, three, and the Megalodon was the third one. I mean, is that better than uh, than Sharknado? 
Oh my God. I think this last one is was straight to video all three. National Lampoon's Dorm Days 1, 2, and Transylvania? What? Okay. Low-tier American Pie comedies featuring horny, unlikable college students. Okay. That's <laughs> all I can say is National Lampoon's has one like one like name like l- completely lost its like um importance over time national lampoon's really was the last was it van van wilder was van that the wilder. last one and that yeah and that was ryan reynolds and then but then they picked up on taj who was yes like, uh, what's cal pen i thought pen. yeah they- and they ran with that for a long time. So, okay, uh, transitioning over. To- I will do the best, Charlie. Yeah, I was going to say you'll be able to skim more because we talked about a lot of these. Okay, yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kick it off. Yeah, we want you hit on the ones we haven't mentioned. And these are increasing in betterment. Betterment. <laughs> Besterment. Bestermentness. Yes, go for it. Okay, The Matrix. Um, yeah, str- well, I would say not a good trilogy, but the first movie I really thought uh, really yeah. did a lot of cool things. We talked about this, though. Uh, hopefully, maybe Resurrections will resurrect the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have huge problems with two or three, but they definitely were stepped down um from the first so i don't know if it's a great trilogy so this is weird whoever made this list i don't know spider the original spider-man uh once again i thought it spider-man was like this and yeah totally a dip it was a bell curve again um yeah yeah, the second one i i don't know if it still holds up or not but i i remember really enjoying that one when it came out yeah Yeah. uh evil dead really kind of wasn't because wasn't the second one a remake of the first It it pretty much said hey we could remake that movie and make it better with a budget and they said okay here's a here's some more money so yeah it really is a pseudo uh trilogy but i do enjoy it for what they did because it went completely the opposite direction of the third so um yeah Uh, it's 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 got a special place in my heart with with uh uh, our our boy Bruce Campbell. Our boy, yes, we're on campus of MSU in 19, 1998. Absolutely, yeah. Then we go to the before trilogy. This is that art C fart C series right. with these two characters that are potentially it's exploring their life together. Uh, we've got uh, Julie Delphi and uh, and uh, Ethan Hawke. And they're just basically exploring their life together, kind of like when they first meet as a couple and then towards the end of their relationship. So I have not seen these, but apparently they are well regarded as just kind of telling a that type of story in getting it, giving a trilogy, which is unique, I guess you would say for, right. for something like that. Uh, then Mad Max. Yeah, this is another series that um, I, I mean, I, what we have three movies, but then we got Fury Road, which. I love right. the Fury Road more than the other movies, so I don't know if that's something where it just can peaked. It was Road Warrior and then Beyond Thunderdome, which is obviously where, where we are right now. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, then they toss you into the Fury Road, which was well, it was what, what was it? Mad Max, Road Warrior, Beyond Thunderdome. So there was three, then Fury Road. Oh, okay, all right. I I somehow omitted the middle one. So those those I think uh, need a rewatch. I think for me personally. Um, cause yeah, I'd like to see him again. The first one was really an independent film. I mean, horror yeah, film or, or sci-fi film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then they actually got some budget and that's where Thunderdome just really kind of like, wow, this got some money. And, right. you know, I don't think anybody felt like any of them were, were, you know, one was worse than the other in that area. So, right. and we got, we got the surprise long delayed, you know, quadrille. I don't know what right. you even call it. The fourth movie, the, the, the fourth chamber step, to step quad, to that became a quadrilogy as alien told us. That's a thing. Or is it quintilogy is five. No, quad, no. Qu- yeah, of course. Four. So yeah. Quad, yeah. So quintilogy, I don't know if there's a great quintilogy out there. We'll find one. Um, the three 
Colors trilogy. I know nothing about this movie series, so we'll move on. Keep, keep it moving. Back we talked about Back to the Future. Yep. yep. Cap um, talked it over. Yep, talked about that. Known. Yep. Uh, I'm still, well, I'm glad we're getting a third part finally, is all I will say. Uh, or fourth part. Who? But no, I I, I love I loved the second one. A lot of people don't, but I loved I loved all of those movies. So I can't really say, but the second one is probably the weakest, but still a good we, trilogy. But we, we skimmed, which I, I said. Oh, Indiana that. Jones. Sorry, I didn't mention oh, okay, it. Okay. So yeah, so yeah. definitely the first is 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 what Garden is one of the best movies no, of all time. Indiana, Indiana Jones, they're giving us a fifth one. You can't just ignore the fourth one now. <laughs> They're they're doing a fifth one. So we're getting a quintilogy as we talked about. So yeah, yes, a quintilogy. But yeah, Dark Knight is that's that, because yeah, the Dark Knight the second one was the, was the pinnacle of what a lot of people absolutely thought of could be, and then there was the inevitable slide. In, in, but in Charlie, if if nothing else, that movie, the last movie, gave us that awesome Bane voice, which we loved. <laughs> <laughs> in the darkness I love that yes it was cheesy and I've only watched that movie once I, I probably should go I've, I've seen the first and the second one so many times I love those the third though I've only watched it once I probably need to rewatch it it just kind of burned you we we dust those off maybe once every couple of years so mm-hmm. it, it's been it, we, we uh, last year was our year to watch we didn't watch again Godfather we talked about Toy Story we've not touched Toy Story but there's four now too which is yeah right exactly so I mean I can really not tell you a lot about anything past the first one because that was one of those that you know it was 95 so you and i were in college so we weren't it was when pixar was really taken off and i just neither one of us being like massive like disney pixar people like probably kind of somewhere in the middle well i I, i'm a big fan i've always been a big fan of their animation style i thought pixar is a fantastic studio and i do all i love the first three they're great i thought two was excellent because they did some really cool things three i felt like they really wrapped it up so i'm like that's why i've not seen four yet because i'm like i don't know what else they had to talk about right so i thought three i thought this was a this is actually a really good trilogy so i'll I'll say they did it but then they went to quadrilogy and you know exactly uh, Star Wars, we've chewed up and down. Yep, New Hope. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then we get to the number one, which again, I uh, Lord of the Rings, which I recognize for its its brilliance. Uh, I recognize for its fan base. Not personally my thing. Uh, nobody's going to change my mind because it's not a genre I enjoy, but I will say yes. I will say yes to this. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. It's well regarded. Um, like I said, in, in this this movie, these movies have a special place in my heart because the first one I saw when I was deployed to Korea, or I was living in Korea, married to my wife, and we didn't get to see this one. Saw this one in a Korean movie theater. Very interesting experience with the, the side. Their subtitles in Korean are on the side of the screen, which really? is very weird. Very interesting. Not a great movie experience either. The theater kind of it wasn't dark enough. It was light. There was a lot of things going on. Uh, then the second one. I got a bootleg copy of it when I was in, deployed in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so I'm like, exactly. and it was a great experience because I was actually able to share it with a bunch of people who were also deployed with me. You know, I think it said for like movie reviewers only <laughs> in the bottom. And, so it wasn't and, perfect. And, and, and I'm sure you don't want to say how you got it. even. No, I won't. And then uh, the third, though, finally got to see this trilogy wrap up with my wife in the States. Yeah. So it was one of those things where the military uh, uh, did not allow me to see movies in the best way possible for many many years um but and then wrapping up with my wife and seeing it there was was magical so yeah great series um and they're going to try to replicate this that the hobbit i think put a lot of bad people's taste in people's mouth with that trilogy which right. was just subpar 
Yeah. Not, did not make the list. So. But it shouldn't taint, just like the prequels and sequels should not taint the uh, original trilogy, and The Hobbit should not taint The Lord of the Rings. It can't taint. So uh, just to wrap up... It taint. Did, <laughs> just to wrap up, we did put this out to the group. Scott Barber did chime in and mention that he loved Lord of the Rings and The Matrix, so he made both... Well, he in the top disliked The Matrix, so yeah. Oh, be, oh best slash words. Well, I can yeah. agree with him there because The Matrix sequels... I, I've i never been crazy about The Matrix, but I can recognize it for its groundbreaking. The, the other two films, we talked about this last week, for me... No mas. I've not seen those those other movies again. So yeah, yeah. They 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 left me. They left me so like. I'm yeah, like I, I don't want to bring the pain, but I will. I'll, I need to rewatch the Matrix yeah. before Resurrection comes out, just yeah. because I want to just see it again in a good quality screen. And yeah, so right. there we Agreed. go. Agreed. Yeah. Well, good. So that's, that's it. We've solved all the problems. All the trilogies are set free. Get me a copy of the Happy Hooker and. <laughs> And we'll we'll be good. We'll be good to go. Give me that. Yeah, because I don't think that, you know. It seems like lately, though, Charlie will say, seems like nobody can let anything go. Nothing ever truly ends as a trilogy. It always there's right. always a fourth or a fifth. So, right. um, and even like I said, Beethoven has eight films. So at this point, right. anything can be a long franchise if you want it to be. I can't believe it. To, oh my God, the Happy Hooker goes to Washington. Nineteen seventy seven is on Paramount Plus. Uh, Charlie, once again, uh, yes, yes, this is, uh, <laughs> and you can ra- rent the first one on, uh, Amazon video. So, and kids, if you're wondering what a hooker is, they, uh, make the hooks that go on fishing poles. Ex- exactly. That's a full-time position. And one obviously goes to Washington in order to decide- like Bender Ben's poles. So uh, there we go like, uh, to discuss the political issues of that. So that's very interesting. Yes. Yes. Very good. Well, that is it for the show, Charlie. So with Woo! that, take us out. Oh, yeah. Friends, thank you, as always, for joining us. I'm going to tell you, as always, that sharing is caring, and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Just when they thought I was out, they pull me back in! This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.